Okay, welcome. Um, this evening, we are having a webinar podcast episode um, with um, uh, two gentlemen from Insight uh, Treatment Centers, uh, Christian Lahr, who is the Community Outreach uh, Coordinator, and uh, Elton Ferrer, who is a, a CAT uh, C1 certified drug counselor and a, um, a recovering um, addict himself for seven years. Um, and I want to welcome them both on to the Everyday Parenting Podcast webinar this evening. Um, we are going to jump um, very quickly into our program tonight. I just want to do a brief introduction and and why why did I uh, why did I uh, reach out to Christian and um, you know I think uh, anyone who's um, follows me or uh, been involved in any of my programs know that uh, know that I'm a person who likes to kind of go upstream a bit and and be preventative um, and also listen to the families that I work with and. This uh, podcast this evening and webinar is really dedicated to those families um, who I work with monthly, weekly, who are, um, we have all had this amazing shared experience, not amazing anyway, but we've had this shared experience in this, this um, time in our life that is very different than any other time, because what we are seeing and what, we, what I've seen with my parents is if you just for take an example, if you had a, a sixth grader going into the COVID times of learning, um, your child is now in high school. And so they missed, they missed the seventh, the middle school years of working on social emotional uh, behaviors, understanding um, how to work through um, uh, and to be independent, um, to kind of break away from family, that normal process, to be able to speak up for themselves, to be able to support themselves. They missed that. And so what we, what we have now in our society is we have a bunch of um, young adults who um, are now on catch up. They have to get caught up and they are now in high school though, trying to catch up and trying to um, deal with everyday issues as well as um, filling in those blanks. And so this is dedicated to, the, to those families who are really you know, taking these young children who were in sixth grade, fifth grade, who are now in middle school and high school, and those kids are now trying to get into the social world. And the social world is very, very different um, than they were when they were in sixth grade. Um, there are parties, there are events. Um, kids want to be out social. They want to be out into the world trying things. And um, there's a lot that's out there. And for parents, I want you I want you to know what is out there. I want you to be aware. I want you to be knowledgeable. So um, you, when you do send your child to a party or to an event, um, you'll be able to educate, remind your children, do some preventative pieces um, that will prepare them for what they're going to be exposed to. So we're going to jump right in. And uh, Christian and Elton, please take it from here. Um, and we're, we are going to hold questions um, and, and open it up to um, any questions you have at the end of the program. Um, so please write down your questions, hold your questions, and we will definitely have a, a Q&A at the end. So uh, Christian and Elton, please take it from here. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Beth. I really appreciate that. Um, so the goals for today are basically going to be um, identifying different types of substances and their effects, including the methods and the use, um, discovering resources, identifying red flags, responding to those red flags and understand the different levels of care, which Christian will uh, 
let us know about after and get familiar with our insight treatment program uh, again, which will come after my presentation. Um, but the main objective right now is uh, for me um, to just kind of uh, fill you guys in as to what to look for um, with your teens, um, what's out there and um, you know, the, the difference between the drugs that are out there. Um, we do work at a inside treatment program, which is an intensive outpatient for teenagers. So we deal with uh, substance abuse and um, mental health issues as well. Um, me being the drug and alcohol counselor at the facility is basically uh, my portion of uh, what I do is in regards to the drugs aspect of it. So we will get uh, begin with the basics here, which are basically um, prescription pills, um, which, uh, you know, unfortunately can be found in almost every medicine cabinet in every household. If uh, someone has uh, either uh, experienced a surgery, a broken, a broken bone, some sort of pain, um, usually um, every household has these available, uh, like I said, in their medicine cabinets, uh, which are the opioids, the benzos, and the muscle relaxers. Uh, you have over-the-counter over medications, which can also be abused, which is uh, Benadryl, any form of a sleeping pill, uh, dextromethorphan, uh, which is uh, the main ingredient in a lot of cough syrups, and triple Cs, which are um, also uh, over-the-counter uh, sinus or congestion medications that the kids can take in an abundance uh, to, to feel uh, an alcohol drunk state. Then you have inhalants, um, which are whippets, um, NAS, uh, any type of aerosol, uh, like dust off. Uh, I've, I've recently seen um, air fresheners can also be inhaled and hand sanitizers. Um, then you have the street drugs, uh, which are the more harsher ones, right? Which is the heroin, the methamphetamine, the cocaine, ecstasy, molly. Uh, and then you have hallucinogenic hallucinogens, which is the LSD, the psilocybin mushrooms, which are magic mushrooms, and the DMT um, that can also be used as well. Go ahead, Christian. All right, so uh, right now, currently, uh, we are in a big state of an uh, epidemic uh, across the United States of America with fentanyl and synthetic fentanyl, which um, uh, if you watch the news, you've seen uh, many actors and, and comedians and, and, and a lot of people in the uh, music and film industry have recently OD'd by consuming fentanyl-laced cocaine uh, or, or fentanyl-laced uh, pills and stuff. Um, so this is just to give you an idea as to the amounts um, of the substances that are deadly, right? First and foremost, uh, fentanyl and the synthetic fentanyl are 50 to 100 percent times more stronger than morphine. Um, like I had mentioned before, it laced into heroin, um, also into fake pills and cocaine. Uh, and it's stronger, uh, so it's definitely cheaper to use and passes as a more expensive drug, which is why they're cutting these, uh, you know, familiar drugs with the fentanyl because it is cheaper. Um, you can make, uh, for instance, I'll just talk uh, street slang, right? You can turn uh, a kilo uh, uh, into two kilos if you cut it properly with the fentanyl and you make way more money uh, for less amount of the actual pure product. But uh, right in front of you in these three veils, you'll see that um, 
that amount of heroin that is in that first veil is a deadly amount that can kill any person, uh, any adult, actually. So you can just imagine, uh, you know, if your children are using that. Um, and then uh, the more important ones, the more deadly ones would be the fentanyl and the car fentanyl, which is the synthetic version of it. But you can see in that middle vial how little is in there that is a deadly amount that can kill an actual uh, any adult of average size. So again, imagine, um, you know, if, you're, if your child was to take that amount, it would kill them instantly. And same with the car fentanyl, it's one little grain uh, that, that is a deadly amount. So we need to be very careful about the fentanyl epidemic going on right now in the United States. Go ahead, Christian. Uh, cannabis, THC, marijuana, weed. Uh, this is a big one that we see in our facilities a lot because most of the kids are just, you know, it's just weed. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's different forms of it, right? You have the basic cannabis uh, flower. Um, you have uh, the vape extracts, the edibles. Uh, and, um, you know, it's very, very important to know uh, that, that in, in my opinion, as a recovering addict that was addicted to uh, drugs, uh, for me, that was my gateway drug was marijuana, uh, led me to a lot of more, uh, you know, the harsher drugs uh, as a teenager. But um, yeah, so there's different forms of it, right? We have the dabbing, we have the flower, the edibles, um, it does become an expensive addiction, especially now with the higher concentrates in the THC, and all the different flavors, it's way more expensive than it was, uh, uh, you know, many years ago. Uh, so it can be it can be a very expensive habit for just being marijuana. Um, so go ahead, Christian. This next slide is basically to give you an idea of the different type of products that are out there uh, when it comes to um, the, the THC marijuana scene. Also, the nicotine vapes uh, are very dangerous as well uh, with the, uh, I mean, we, there's still no, no uh, studies um, about it proving otherwise, but, uh, you know, the deadly chemicals that are in the, the nicotine vapes alone um, are, are very harsh. And there's uh, been quite a few reported incidences of uh, teenagers uh, getting collapsed lungs, uh, pneumonia, uh, you know, things of that nature from just the nicotine vape. But over here to the left, you'll see um, uh, how the nicotine companies and the marijuana companies are um, making it more attractive to look like candy so that they can uh, uh, appeal to the youth. Um, towards the left here, uh, on the bottom, we have different nicotine devices. Um, you'll have the one that looks like a cigarette, the e-cigarette, um, and then you have a vape pen, which is right next to it. Uh, a very uh, common one that is used a lot is the one right next to it, which is uh, the one where you actually put the liquid uh, vape juice in it. The next one over is um, uh, a disposable, reusable one. Uh, and then the other two are kind of the same, similar type of vapes. I don't know the names of the, the actual companies that make them, but they, those are huge. And then right above there to the right, you'll see the green one with the black tip. Those are the more common ones being used now because they're disposable. Unfortunately, a lot of these smoke shops, at least around here in the Pasadena area where we are, um, actually sell to miners. Um, I don't know how they've been getting along uh, away with that for so long, but they do. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, one of those disposables can cost $15, $20. Um, and, you know, they come in the flavors like watermelon, cherry, banana, stuff like that. And um, very bad and, and very addicting uh, for our teenagers right now. Uh, and then to the left of that, you can see how 
um, the, uh, they're marketing to our kids, right? We got Fruit Loops, we got the Butterfinger edibles, cotton candy, the uh, sour patches, the nerds. And these are all edibles that uh, have a high concentrate of THC in them. Um, so we want to be careful with that. Uh, you know, at the first glance, they, uh, they look like, uh, you know, regular candy, but they're not. And then over to the right uh, part of the slide, you have the different types of vape cartridges, um, the different types of uh, utensils that can be used to smoke the, the flower, like down in the bottom, the Swisher Sweets, uh, where the kids will make uh, what we call a blunt, uh, which is a tobacco, um, a tobacco leaf uh, used to roll the marijuana. Then you have the grinder to the left of that. Um, a lot of these uh, cartridges can be used uh, with this uh, particular certain vape uh, batteries that they can connect to. Um, so it's very, very uh, important to, to keep an eye out for that, right? Then you got the brass knuckles, uh, which is just one company of many of that form of cartridge that can be used with the vape battery. Uh, and then right above there, you can see these whippets, uh, which a lot of kids are using to inhale, um, which is basically a CO2 canister that can be used for um, any type of air gun or um, you, they use these a lot in restaurants that um, make their own whipped cream. Uh, they use the CO2 canisters. And what the kids do is they also sell a device that you would put the whippet in, put a balloon over it and crack it. So it would fill the balloon and then inhale what's in the balloon. Um, and then uh, to the right and left of those whippets, you'll see uh, what look like cough bottles, cough syrup bottles, which are actually uh, a form of liquid THC that can be put in Sprite. Uh, which is the most common drink used for the liquid uh, form of it, uh, or what we call um, lean, which the kids use the promethazine cough syrup as well. Uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of lot of things we want to look out for uh, when we look, uh, you know, at our teens. Uh, go ahead, Christian. Uh, so uh, some of the prescri prescription medications that we need to look for. Um, are, are these, like I said, that are most commonly found in our medicine cabinets. Um, if anybody has ever suffered from a, a, an injury, uh, any pain of any sort, uh, the opioid painkillers, which are the Vicodins, the Norcos, uh, Percocets, Oxycontin, Codeine, uh, et cetera. Those are very dangerous, highly, highly addictive um, and, and lethal if you take too many of those. Uh, then you, get the, you have the benzodiazepines or benzos for short which are the Xanax, Valiums, the Ativans, Clonopins, and Alprazolam, Al, Al, I can never pronounce that word. Uh, and then, um, you know, any ADHD medications that can be abused, such as, um, well, Butrin, Adderall is one of the biggest ones that gets abused, uh, any type of sleeping meds and muscle relaxers as well. Um, now, if for any reason, if you guys ever come across a pill that you do not recognize or you see is unfamiliar to you, you can go to that website right at the bottom um, and you can enter in what the pill looks like. I mean, you can be very vague with the description. It's a white round pill with a letter or whatever on it. And it'll tell you exactly what that pill is. So you have an idea of what type of pill it is, uh, whether or not the, your kid should be taking it or not. So you can always use that website. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's very helpful if you find anything of the nature because I'm uh, uh, most kids will lie to you and tell you that, oh, it's just an ibuprofen or it's something uh, very, very minimal when it could actually be something that could kill them. Uh, 
So Elton, the website was uh, www.drugs.com. Correct. Yeah, drugs, drugs.com. Parents. Oh, yeah, there you go. Go back real quick. There yep. it is. Uh, yep. All right, Kristen, thank you. And then uh, this is basically what some of these uh, prescription pills look like if you've never happened to see one. Um, in the top uh, big portion of it are the Xanax, which are bars. They call them bars. So if you ever hear uh, your kids talking about that, oh, you know, they were barred out, uh, that's a big red flag. And that means that they were on Xanax because of the way they look. Uh, they're bars, so they're, they're barred out. Uh, and then um, you have... Um, the Adderalls as well, uh, down at the bottom, that co some come like that, some come in a round yellow or blue pill, um, which is the one up there. And then you have uh, you act the Oxycontins over to the right, which are one of the stronger opioid pain, uh, pain medications that the kids are using. Uh, and then that bottom one right under there that says M367, I believe it's a Vicodin. And then the one to the left is a Percocet. So we definitely wanna be keeping our eye out for those types of pills if, uh, for any reason you see them, you can go to that website to identify what pill it actually is. We also got to be careful too, because now they're, they're, uh, these, these uh, drug dealers are uh, creating their own pills, which we call pressies, uh, which they look at exactly like that, but they're fake and they have fentanyl in them. And um, that's what's killing a lot of our kids right now as well. So that's something to keep an eye out. Go ahead, Chris. Um, all right, so these are the over-the-counter medications that, that we need to be uh, aware of and possibly being misused, right? The DXM or the dextromethorphan is, is one of the biggest ones, uh, which is, uh, you can find that in any um, high-end cough syrup like Delsum uh, or Robitussin. Uh, they have those, that's a, 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 a very, very um, common one that the kids use. And then you'll see over to the uh, right of that picture is um, what looks like a purple liquid, which is a Sprite soda that has been, um, that had, they have added the cough syrup or the promethazine stuff in there. So, excuse me. And then you have the um, Robitussin pills or the triple C's as well. Uh, a lot of uh, kids ha have been known to uh, take a lot of Benadryls, which are, basically used for, uh, you know, allergies or some, uh, some kids use them as a sleep aid if you take one, but if you obviously take 10 or 15 of them, you're going to um, feel like you're in a drunk state, which is what a lot of these kids are doing, excuse me, which is why it's very difficult to find uh, when you, when we do a urine test. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these drugs don't come out in a 14 panel drug test. Uh, so we got to send it to the lab. Uh, request that they do a, an intensive look into the urine sample. Um, and then we got a request that they look specifically for the dextromethorphan or uh, Kratom or ketamine or some of these other uh, over-the-counter medications or, or substances that don't come out in these drug tests. So it's very, uh, although, you know, it's sold over-the-counter, uh, misused, they can uh, be deadly and cause an overdose and um, send your child to the hospital or the ER. So Definitely wanna be careful with that. Go ahead, Christian. Uh, this is something new that we've just figured out. Uh, our, if you are into uh, checking your child's phone uh, every now and then, which I highly recommend, even if you don't have any suspicion, it's always good just to be very vigilant and stay on top of it because uh, you know you never know. Uh, I, I've, I've seen many children, 
any of my clients actually that have come in and their parents like, oh no, my, my kid would never do this. My kid would never do that. And then we search their phones and uh, boom, there they are. Um, you know, one of the biggest users or dealers or whatever the case is. But this was actually taken off the DEA website um, that we recently added to our uh, slideshow. And it's basically just the breakdown of certain emojis that these kids can use that will get them, um, that will, that, that, that uh, they, how they communicate with uh, the plug, which the kids are calling the plug or the dealer or the person who has the drugs, right? So uh, at the top of it, uh, we got the prescription pills uh, codes, right? Which is, so the Percocets and Oxycontins, which is just basically the pill. Uh, the blue pill represents, uh, uh, the Oxycontin and the P stands for the perk set. Um, I still can't see what the other one is. What did we say that was, Christian? Is that a banana? It's a banana. Yeah. <laughs> the banana. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because the perk sets are um, yellow. So they come in a uh, round and they're got yellow. It. So, uh, and then the Xanax, um, uh, that's what the emojis are being used. I don't know why they use those, but that's what they figured out is for the, the uh, the Xanax and then the Adderalls. Uh, so the pill it basically, uh, you know, stands for the pill. And then what's next to it represents what kind of pill they want. So for the Adderall, you have an A and then it has the train. So a lot of the slang for being on Adderall is that you were on the A train um, because you're moving fast. And if, obviously, if you don't have any ADHD symptoms, using Adderall is just like using methamphetamine. It'll give you that euphoric uh an anxious feeling and makes you feel like you're moving really fast. So you're on the A train. Uh, then the dealer signals down here uh, would be that um, the advertising means that, uh, you know, the plug again, there's that plug means they, they, that they're on deck or they have a supply. So they send the money, which means, you know, if you have the money, we can get you what you need. Uh, high potency of whatever they're looking for. They'll use, a rocket, a, a, the actual bomb or the exploding emoji to, to let you know that it's a high potency or, or the bomb quality of whatever it is that they're looking for. Um, don't ask me why. I still haven't researched this. I don't know why the maple leaf is the universal sign for drugs, uh, but that's what the DEA is saying. Uh, and then um, a large batch is uh, the emoji of a cookie because that just means it's, it's a big quantity amount. Uh, and then uh, the methamphetamine, they use a lot of blue or the ice, uh, the ice emojis, because that's basically another slang term for methamphetamine is ice or crystal, uh, which is why there's the diamond, because it's they call it crystal. Uh, and then for heroin, they have the black, I'm sorry, the brown heart, and then uh, a dragon, because uh, usually uh, the term uh, is once you start using heroin, you chase the dragon. Uh, and then the cocaine, uh, you know, the, the snow, the snowman, the eight ball stands for uh, it's, it's uh, very, very well known in the for the cocaine drug. The eight ball uh, is, is, is the most commonly amount uh, that is purchased or used. Uh, and an eight ball stands for an eighth, which is 3.5 grams of the drug. Um, so then they use the key to signify because, uh, you know. Most people use keys to use the cocaine uh, and then the fish at the end because um, high quality pure cocaine used to be called fish scale uh, because when you looked at it at a certain angle, it looked like uh, the scales of a fish. It's pretty, pretty simple 
reasons why they use these uh, terminologies. And then at the bottom, we have the MDMA and the mollies, which is X or candy because molly uh, is, is a, a powdered form. Uh, and, um, you know, they it's used a lot for the rave scene and the, the happy-go-lucky scene. Uh, and then mushrooms is obviously mushrooms, uh, which are the, the, the magic mushrooms that the kids are using. Uh, the cough syrup. Uh, purple, again, because that's usually what the color of the drink turns into when you add the, the cough syrup to the Sprite, it'll turn into a purple liquid. Um, and then the marijuana is pretty simple. Uh, the trees, uh, the four-leaf clover, the smoke, uh, that's a pretty most common one. So, And then the, to the right is kind of an example of how they're used and what, what the, is being said in the messages. So this is definitely something that we just want to look out for in our kids. Uh, I highly recommend randomly just checking their phones every now and then, uh, just in case we got to stay vigilant and keep our kids safe. So go ahead. Uh, and then um, if for any reason you feel the suspicion that your child is using and you want to go ahead and drug test them, um, you can always go to Walgreens or CVS uh, <clears throat> to purchase um, drug tests there. Um, however, they're, they're really not that accurate. Accurate. Uh, so we always recommend to go to this website down at the bottom, which is called uh, www.meditest.com. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, you can order 10 to 12 panel with fentanyl tests as well to um, get you um, a, a more accurate uh, reading uh, of whatever you're testing for. Now, um, you know, uh, once you order them, it'll explain what the codes are and what um, you can look for. You can buy uh, like I said, the 12 panel dip tests or the actual cups. The dip tests, you would basically just get a sample in any type of regular disposable cup, dip it in, wait a couple minutes, and it'll give you what it says. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's ways to do that. And I highly recommend doing that every now and then as well, just to be safe. Um, you know, uh, it's something that, that I, I think if, if, if we can do a little bit more uh, we can stay on top of, of our kids using drugs, um, you know, but we've also got to be careful that we are in the room where we're testing, obviously, to make the, the child feel comfortable. We would want, you know, the father to do the boys and the mothers to do the, the, the girls. Uh, but we got to keep an eye on that, too, because there are detox drinks and diluted test uh, detox drinks that can be bought at any smoke shop um, that, you know, you got you drink an hour before you got to take a test and it'll clear anything out. Uh, and um, the fake urine is a big one. Um, you know, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's actually something that, that's called the Wizinator that can be purchased online if you go to the right website that uh, will, will hold fake pee and you can use uh, to use in the cup. Um, I mean, these, you know, you gotta stay on top of that as well. And that's why it says at the bottom to be in the room when they do do the test kind of make, uh, you know, search them before you do the test just to stay on top of the possibility that they may be using uh, fake urine or uh, anything else to dilute the, the, um, the, um, the test as well. So another big thing that, uh, you know, I hate to say, it, but another thing that I used to do back in the day was use, uh, uh, put a little bleach on my finger. So when, the, when I was doing the test, if you put that in there, it'll actually dilute this test as well. So if you ever get, if you're ever testing them and you get a strong uh, odor of bleach, you may want to smell their, their fingers, but in case you have to do that. But here are some of the red flags that we want to look for uh, in, in, with the possibility of our child uh, uh, using 
any type of substances, right? Um, we want to look for a change in behavior. Um, we want to look at a, at a change in sleeping habits if they happen to be using any type of amphetamine that's keeping them up all night. Uh, definitely the big one uh, is a change of friend groups. Um, you know, if you start seeing them hanging around with a, a, a different looking type of crowd, uh, you definitely want to uh, be on top of that. Uh, loss of interest in things that they once enjoyed, uh, acting out behaviors, anger. The biggest one, obviously, is uh, isolating. I mean, I know a lot of our kids that suffer with mental health issues like to isolate as well. But if your child was never that big of an isolator, now all of a sudden is an isolator, is most likely because they want to be in the room by themselves doing whatever substances that they want to be doing uh, while they're in the room. Uh, and then uh, emotionally disconnected is a big one if they will not before. So that's just stuff that we can look out for, uh, which we uh, definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, all right, so what can we do to help? Ways you can help your child in this uh, particular instance uh, is definitely want to communicate with the teen, lead the teen in the conversation, try to make yourself available on their time, ask questions about their interests. Definitely uh, listening is a big is a big uh, thing, uh, you know, because I know growing up for me, my parents didn't listen to anything I would say, and that, that definitely drove me to do a lot of things I shouldn't have done. You want to work as a team, as a united front with you and your partner. Uh, definitely want to validate the, your, their feelings and concerns. Drug test them if you feel like they, you need to or uh, slight uh, uh, suspicion. Uh, if you find any drugs, you want to definitely confiscate the drugs. And then lastly, you want to seek professional help. Now, if for any reason, <coughs> excuse me, you happen to find drugs on your child, um, you can definitely um, dispose of them by um, either, I recommend uh, either uh, flushing it down the toilet or if there happen to be pills and stuff like that, there's, um, I know that Walmart, CVS, Walgreens have, uh, 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 I don't know exactly where it is, but I do know they offer a service where you can dispose of those um, uh, at those facilities as well, because um, you know, a lot of, uh, like I had mentioned before, a lot of families have medications in the medicine cabinet. Maybe they're old, maybe they're expired, and you don't know what to do with them. You can go to your local CVS, Walmart, and uh, Walgreens and, and get rid of them that way as well. Definitely just don't throw them in the trash, though, because, uh, you know, if your kid wants to get high, they will definitely uh, go trash digging. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Elton. Well, that was my presentation on the drugs. Thank you for listening. And Christian, you. you can go ahead and take over. Thank you, Elton. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, typically there's four levels of care. And before I get to what we do at Insight, I'd just like to explain them briefly. Um, hospital being the most intense, right? Let's say your child's having a suicidal ideation or plans to harm themselves, to hurt themselves, or is uh, mentally unstable then um, we have them on the hold at the hospital. Um, this can last anywhere between four to, four to 10 days until they're stabilized. Um, and after, you know, they get stable and whatnot, we have um, assessed and uh, depending on the level of care that's needed, they either, um, you know, refer to the next level of care, which is residential, which is a live-in treatment in a secure setting. So basically the teens are there 24 hours a day. They receive their treatment there, they eat there, um, they get their education there, uh, things like that in a secure setting. That way they're supervised at all times, uh, making sure that they're not harming themselves and they're getting the, the treatment that's needed. Next is an intensive outpatient, which is our program. Um, after school hours, I'll get to that in a minute as well. 
Um, and the last being outpatient, which is typically you know, a few times a week, maybe once or twice, a few hours a day. Um, not as intense as the other treatments, uh, but again, it's, it is ongoing and there's a lot of support in that aspect. Um, so now I'll just get a little bit more um, in detail about us and who we are. So as Elton mentioned, we are um, an intensive outpatient treatment program for teens who have a mental health diagnosis and or drug and alcohol issues. Uh, focusing on family treatment, we provide weekly parent groups, multi-family groups, and regular individual family sessions. Um, understanding that many times when teens do come to us, um, you know, these issues stem uh, from a negative family dynamic. And so being able to understand that and address that and, and um, have the parents also participate in the treatment, uh, we feel is very beneficial. Um, it uh, really gives us a, a better idea as to what's going on in the household and how we can address these issues and, and you know, hopefully break that cycle. Uh, we are a long-term IOP, so the average stay with us is about nine months. And as, uh, you know, the teens start meeting their treatment goals and, and they start progressing, um, they get drop-down days. So our teens start coming to our facility four times a week, uh, Monday, through, Monday through Thursday, um, they are there from 4 to 7 p.m. Um, every once a week, we provide a multifamily group, which we involve um, the parents of the teens um, as well as the teens, right? And we basically have everyone interact. Um, we uh, also have uh, individual parent groups where the parents, again, you know, get a focus on what they're dealing with, sort of the issues that they're facing, and um, being able to understand what's going on with them and seeing how that can possibly um, result in how they react or either are contributing to the way their child may be uh, feeling. Um, we also offer an academic day program. So if the child is struggling in a traditional school setting, um, which most are, then we provide an academic coordinator to help them on their academic journey, providing them that one-on-one -on -one, um, sort of uh, that one-on-one, that -on -one, um, you know, support, um, basically, you know, being there and, and helping them log on to their Zooms, reminding them to turn in their classwork, um, advocating for them if their workload is too high, um, and uh, just guiding them through the whole academic process, as well as, you know, them being at our facility and having the support of our counselors that are on staff, um, that are on call, I mean, um, and at the facility as well, should an incident occur, um, again, we have staff members who are able to uh, handle those situations. You know, many times leaving a child alone at home can be very troublesome. And so, again, offering the academic day program, we're able to really give them that full, um, really uh, in-depth treatment. And uh, we work with all private insurances. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, about it, I would say. Um, this is our admission line. You can reach us at 800-599-8820, uh, as well as reaching us at insighttreatment.com, uh, where you can find more information about us. We have locations all over California, uh, Van Nuys, Pasadena, El Segundo, El Monte, um, Santa Clarita, Modesto, Merced. Um, and yeah, we're willing to uh, speak with you if anyone wants to follow up or wants to know a little bit mo about more about us. And again, you know, you can always reach us at our website or call our hotline. Um, uh, Christian, yeah, I have a question for you. Because yep. um, I get called in a lot with um, 
the, in the crisis situation with suicide and or drug issues with children or teens um, also, but do you provide services um, of helping to remove a child from a home and take them into a hospital setting? Um, because that so, is something that does come yeah. up quite a bit of um, providing, that, that is usually the biggest leap is coming, you know, getting out of that room, getting out of that house, getting right. to the emergency room for help and or a treatment program, but it's that emergency piece um, getting to the hospital. So do you provide any support that way for families? Um, in, in that aspect, you know, we always refer families to sort of call the pet team or 911 and call okay. uh, police, right? Um, however, though, if there's an incident where, um, you know, a teen is sort of refusing to come to treatment or refusing to come to the facility and it's not really life-threatening, it's just more of them, you know, not really um, agreeing to show up to the facility, then we do have, you know, at times our counselors come to home, to their home or, or even, you know, give them a call and speak with them and, and let them know that, hey, if you're not going to come in, then I'm going to have to come and pick you up, um, basically, okay. right? Um, just offering okay. support in general. Okay. So I'll, I'll keep on the same piece that I was doing of uh, having to call the police or the PAT team. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Unless, unless they're already in treatment. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Exactly, Thank you. Yeah.